Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of 3Talk. Today we have planned to talk about the 12 life-changing keys to success. Now, because we are aware that this is a, quite an important subject and we want you to make the most out of it, we're going to be splitting this into two. So today we're going to be covering the first six keys and in next week's episode we'll be talking about the other six keys to help you continue on your path to success. Now, some of the 12 keys that you're going to be hearing today we would have covered in episodes before but we think it's well worth repeating if you want to live your best life. Now, you probably are thinking, why are we talking about success and what does success mean? It's important to say that success is very different from one person to another. It's something very intimate, it's something very personal and something that you can only you define. So what we are going to try and do for you over these two episodes is give you some keys to regain clarity, give you some tips to work on your mindset and some keys to help you take some actions to deliver on this mindset and newly found clarity. But as always, if anything sounds difficult or you want to expand more on, we are all here, so please feel free to reach out to us and we will be very, very happy to cover any expanded tips that you may need hearing on. So with that in mind, we are going to get on to the first key, which is deciding what you want. And let's face it, it is impossible to create your ideal dream life if you are unsure what it actually looks like. And many people have no idea. I think, Fleur, you and I have been guilty of this in plenty of occasions in our lives. So before you do anything else, it's great if you can give yourself some empty time with a blank page to map out what truly, what a truly extraordinary life looks like for you. Physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, in your relationships, the work you do and the impact you make. It is all about creating a vision for the future you want and it provides a compass to guide you forward so it's a view what to steer towards and what to steer away from as the old saying goes if you don't know where you're going you may you may end up someplace you don't like much and yes and if this fact seems quite difficult to you a vision board at this stage is a very good idea and that is should be done unconsciously. So you should just collect lots of magazines, go through the magazines without really um, thinking too much and just picking out the pictures that resonate with you and then sticking them on a huge poster. And that will give you some idea of what you would like your life to look like. So yeah, I think vision boards are... Are great and if you are a visual person like I am and it's something that having in front of you as a visual reminder can help you it is a great and powerful tool because it's something that you can create take photos of put it on your laptop desktop put it on your mobile screensaver 
anyone really to keep you to keep reminding you of that dream of that goal that you're going towards yes and I remember uh, Martha Beck who was actually Oprah Winfrey's life coach she was saying if you find that too daunting start with planning what you'd like your ideal day to look like so you have some idea of kind of what you want to include in your life so hopefully there's some starters for you so number two is know why you want it so i was reading um some of tony robbins's book and he um talked about knowing your big why behind the goals and vision you have for your life and this stuck accord so get crystal clear about why it's so important for you to pursue your vision for success and achieve your goals what lies at stake if you don't? If it's not meaningful enough, you won't stay the course when the going gets tough. When your why is about serving something bigger than your ego and need for significance, the more powerful you'll be in achieving it and figuring out the hows. To quote Tony, the more you use the gifts you have to serve others, the more you'll get the gifts you want. Yeah, and I think this is a very powerful one because sometimes we can get lost. I think we've mentioned before, and I think it's something that is commonly spoken about, that we live in this day and age where being in constant social media, seeing what everybody has and does, kind of puts you in the spotlight because you start thinking that, A, you're not enough because you're not doing all those things, or B, that you need all those things. And I think it's really key to ask ourselves why. So when you're putting on your vision board something, I'm just going to make it up, but say that you want a car and you want a Mercedes or a Porsche, ask why. If what you need is a way of transport, perhaps a a thought focus would do. So why do you want a Porsche? What is in it that makes you really want to have it? Is it because you really aspire to that dream, that life that goes with it, or whatever you imagine it to be, whatever the feels that come from it? Or is it because you've seen it in a couple of pictures and you think it looks nice? I think it's really important to link whatever we desire to why we desire it, because that will give us the trigger and the stamina to go for it. Yeah, you have to be really careful that you don't live in someone else's dream. And you're, you're not doing things out of jealousy or envy or, again, to feed your ego because that is a dangerous line to follow because that will only lead to unhappiness. So be really clear about your why, why you want it. And then, number three, take action, massive action. It is easy to live with excuses and justifications about why we can't do what we want, at least for now, but maybe later. But inaction exacts an increasingly steep toll on our lives. Nothing is more a powerful antidote to fear than action, daily action, massive action. Don't wait to know everything before you do something. Start talking to people, extend an invitation, risk a rejection, ask for an introduction, introduce yourself to an influencer, offer your services, get your finances in order, ask for help, learn a skill read a biography, hire a coach, join a group, just do something. And if you do something every day, it's like you're chipping away and eventually you'll get where you want to get. Like I'm in the mountain scenario, isn't it? You've got to start somewhere and you've got to find the tools to get there. 
And that is by doing something every single day that is going to get you towards where you want to go. It's about taking one single step, but taking it. And I think we said on the episode last week that it doesn't need to be a massive step either. It can't be baby steps if that's what you need, but do something that gets the ball rolling because that creates ultimately a snowball effect. And once you've triggered it, once you've set in motion, that's when you get the energy to carry on because that's it. You've done it. You've started it. Yeah, and you start seeing those successes. And once you start seeing the successes and you see what you're learning and you enjoy the feeling, it's like a cycle to get taking that action. That's one of the best advices we can give you. So the fourth advice is reframe problems. We have all got problems. Every single person is going to have problems. It could be the tough economy, a difficult boss, your company's culture, an unsupportive family, too little resources, education, experience finances or lack thereof join the boat everyone's got them it's not your problems that keep you from creating what you want it's the story you tell yourself about them that provides you with an excuse to stay in your comfort zone to quote tony robbins see things as they are but not worse than they are your problems are really just invitations to step through fear and I highly recommend you read in Tony Robbins' book, Unleash the Power Within, if you're finding you're getting stuck. And that's a really good book to kind of motivate you and keep you on track. Out of the keys that we're given, I think it is one of the most important one because is what you tell yourself. Your reality might be tough. We are not denying that. But is the story you're telling yourself about that reality? And I give you a main example, right? But... I remember going out for drinks with some of, of, of my friends and they were like, oh, look, I don't have the, the money to buy this movie that I really like on DVD while they were ordering gin and tonics right, left and center. And I was like, so hang on a minute. You're telling me that you don't have 10 pounds to buy this DVD. You're telling me you really, really like and you really want to watch, but you used to spend 30 quid on gin and tonics which, excuse my language, you're just going to pee down the toilet in about half an hour. So if you see the example here, it's all about reframing. It's all about seeing the reality and seeing the excuses or the wording that you put in around it. Because the truth is, they would have had those £10 to buy that DVD they wanted they maybe just needed to have two gin and tonics rather than three. But obviously, at that moment in time, having three gin and tonics sound more appealing. Yeah, it's definitely about the story you tell yourself. I mean, look at Nelson Mandela, 17 years in prison. Was it 17? No, 27 years in prison. Unbelievable that he managed to keep a strength of character to still go out and lead his people. He said, I, I use that time to reflect and help me decide exactly how I was going to help the people instead of saying this is a huge problem I'm never going to be able to help the people now and this is the end of the journey he used that energy and that those problems to propel him forward so use your problems reframe them and use them to give you energy to move you forward because staying stuck is the most difficult problem when you leave hope lose hope there is always hope if you're taking those next steps. 
So that leads on our number five key, which is tell stories that expand possibilities. And this card believes that done. So you don't see the world as it is, but as you are. And accordingly, the words you use describe your present, your past, or your future, and create the reality that you inhabit. If you cast yourself as a helpless victim, you'll be just that. But if you cast yourself as the master of your fate, you'll be that too. Is You can't change your history, but you can rewrite your story. And in doing so, you expand the possibilities for your future. The past does not equal the future. I think there's a quote, I can't remember who said it, but whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And that is absolutely true. And your story will be your story. Whatever happened to you would have happened to you. It might have been a tough situation, but you can always overcome that. I think, and I give you a personal example here, you know, the people that know me, uh, they always come to me and say, oh, I don't know, how can you be so optimistic? How you always carry that positive energy and smile on your face. And those that know me very well from my very early years know that I haven't had a really easy upbringing. Um, you know, my family was very touched by death at early ages and, of, you know, sickness and plenty of things going on around that a person my age, I was like a, a proper kid back then, shouldn't have been exposed to. But the way I like to see that is that it made me kinder. It made me more aware of the disabilities that are in the world. It made me more aware of the people that are sick and cannot do things and how to relate to those. And it made me stronger. It made me kinder. And that's the story I'm seeing to my I've seen and telling myself, I'm who I am today because I was exposed to those challenging times and I decided to see the learning and the positive side of them rather than telling myself the story or playing the victim because I didn't have that upbringing that some of my friends have had. I think that's such a great point and it's so lovely that you can be vulnerable enough to share with everybody. On to our sixth point, flip fear into an ally. Too often we cast fear as the enemy. We talked about courage in the last episode, when in fact, if fear wasn't wired into our DNA, we humans wouldn't be here. Rather than vilifying fear, we need to harness its energy and make it work for us. We can do that by focusing not on what might happen if we risk failing at achieving our goals and dreams, but how we will feel if we avoid the risk. Psychologists call this neuroassociative conditioning. In our work, we call it flipping fear. To turn it into your ally, you can do this by stepping into your future self and imagine how you'll feel in the years to come if you let the fear that's undermined your actions to now continue to pilot your life. Get really present to how it will cost you. So what are the stakes? What are you going to lose? Visualize yourself staring at yourself in a mirror one year, five, 10, 25 years from now, if you've let it continue to keep you from stepping up to the plate in your life and doing whatever it takes to achieve what you want, fear, regret more than failure. And that is something that always keeps me going because I do not want to live a life of regret. I'd rather know that I tried and failed than not tried at all. 
And I think then you can always be proud of yourself. What do you think, Uchia? Oh, this is this is one of my favorites. Um, a good old friend of mine and I, we always used to have these conversations and we actually call this the elderly home theory or practice, if you wish. And it is about if you're about to do something that you fear doing or you hesitate in doing, ask yourself, when I am in this elderly home at 80 years old time, what am I going to say about this story? Am I going to say, oh, I really regret not having done that? Or am I going to say, oh, Christ, I totally screwed that up. I should have not done it, but I'm really happy I did. And if it's the latter, go for it. Because those are the things that you're not going to regret having done. It is a learning, it is an experience. And if it works out, it is something that you're going to cherish dearly. So I would say, if in doubt, Ask the your eighty year old self what will you have done? Yeah, which is a brilliant analogy. And if you ever talk, I know when I talk to my grandparents, they always say that the things that they've loved the most is the times when they have taken the most risks, bought new businesses, travelled abroad, you know, had another child when they only thought they was going to have one child. They it was always the things that were a little bit like, oh, should we do this? So don't be scared to follow your dreams. Dreams are important. It's your life and your life that you're living now. So follow those dreams. Thank you for joining us today. Please share with anyone you think will find this podcast useful. And make sure that you are with us for the next episode because then we will be sharing the next six tips. Thank you for joining. We really appreciate it. If you're not subscribed, do subscribe on iTunes and then it will alert you at the next episode. We'll be back with more tips and tools next week. Send you lots of positive energy, love and happiness. Have a great week and bye for now.